Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hello, friend, and welcome to episode 84 of the Still Space Podcast. When they don't see your value until they watch you from another table. Some people, especially managers, don't understand what you bring to the table until they watch you from another table. Sometimes it is time to leave an organization because after all your self-discovery and careful career planning, it becomes clear that there either isn't room for you to grow there or leadership hasn't identified your unique talents as essential for personal or organizational advancement. I see this time and time again in corporate America. We don't really want to leave our job, but we're not feeling valued, but we don't really want to take the risk to go out and look for another job. Will it be better? Maybe it'll end up worse than where I am right now, and then I'll regret having left. So this tennis that we play with ourselves back and forth across the net, it doesn't serve anybody. And I am not a fan of change for the sake of change. This I see very often being mistake. I'm unhappy. I'm going to change jobs, change partners, change cities that I live in, change accessories, change houses. And six months later, I still feel the same way. So change for the sake of change is not the answer. However, if you've done a lot of work on yourself, you've spoken with your manager, you've engaged mentors, advocates, and sponsors to help you advance within the organization, you've met with key leaders, and you just can't feel valued, nothing is changing, you're not getting promoted, you don't see a career path for yourself there, then it might be the appropriate time to create a company watch list of companies where you'd like to work, not job titles you'd like to have, but cultures where they promote top talent, where they identify people, where they mentor leaders who they want to advance because they see your value. Transitions are hard. We fear the unknown more than the complacency of staying in place. This is short-sighted because over time, we become deflated, disappointed, and eventually doubtful of our own efficacy, which then produces underwhelming accomplishments at work and distances us from the people we care about because we don't want others to see how we feel about ourselves, ineffective, incapable, our fears become a self-fulfilling prophecy. We start to think there's something wrong with us, that this is personal, 
This is where we self-sabotage. We have that imposter syndrome. Oh, somebody's going to find out that I'm not really suited for this role. Someone's going to find out that I don't have the background to be successful at this role. Or we start procrastinating as armor that keeps us risk-averse and growing more unhappy every day. You deserve to be a must-have, not an okay-to-have, a must-have in a great role that you want. You deserve to position your signature strengths. You have to know what those are. Your value proposition, you have to know what that is. And your executive presence, that is a persona that you carry with you no matter what situation you're in to serve a great mission and a great vision while feeling fulfilled and personal satisfaction. You deserve that. You deserve to end each day excited. Excited about your life, excited about your career, your relationships, the work you do, the things that you're interested in. That's why you were born. Time is precious. You were put here to bring value to the world, to be your best self, to love, to feel fulfilled, and pay it forward. Courage isn't accepting being in a place that doesn't make you smile inside. Courage is accepting that change is hard, but you're willing to invest energy in yourself to make a responsible shift for a happy life because you're worth it. You are worth it. And I watch all too often People get back on that treadmill to nowhere, just proving themselves a little bit more, working a little bit harder, while somebody else comes along, gets promoted right away, and you're sitting back disappointed, frustrated, and resentful. You may not need to leave your organization to find satisfaction. Just the mindset that has kept you stuck where you are. Many of my clients find after working together that the mindset shift and sustainability of self-management of their thoughts delivers the reward they want right where they are. Again, you don't have to leave your job to feel satisfied, but you do have to be able to self-regulate what goes on in your head, who's in charge, the thinker or the thoughts, because your thoughts will default to self-preservation play small. Don't take risks. That way, if you fail, you'll only fail small. Do any of these sound familiar? I like my job, but I keep getting passed over for promotions. It's like I'm invisible when I give my opinion. I've stopped doing all the things I used to do, work out, eat healthy, meet with friends, sleep well. They keep telling me to be patient. A promotion is coming, but it's been a year. I go to meetings and nobody looks me in the eye. I have a strong work background, but nobody is calling me. I got the interview, but they hired someone else. I'm noticing my home relationships are taking the brunt of my stress. The people that I care about most, I'm being mean to. I'm being stressful towards. I'm frustrated with. At this point in my life, why do I feel empty? My identity is tied to my work, and I don't know what to do about it. These are common themes when you are not identified as a needle mover at work. 
or maybe you're in transition or you're withdrawing from what you want and have begun to see yourself as small, when you position your signature strengths, a strong identity and a solid value proposition, you become the person people fear may leave an organization if they don't focus on opportunities for you. You are the must have in any situation. Confidence grows by taking risks. All of the data supports that. So how do we take those risks? You really have to know yourself very well. I remember when I was looking for my first CEO role, I had to make sure I could define why I could do that role, how I would do that role, what that would look like as I was doing that role, and communicate that to the hiring team. So what did I do? I put together a complete plan for the job, which was not required in order to get the job, but it's what underscored my value. It's what made me the easy selection for the position because they could see what I would do. I let them into my persona into my psyche so that they could see how I think, see how I plan, see how I execute. You can't do that if you don't spend the time getting to know what it is that you're good at, how you've positioned that to make measurable differences, and the value, the impact that has brought for organizations. But we don't do this intrinsically. Instead, we find excuses for why we're not being valued. Well, they don't like me. It's an all-boys network. It's an all-girls environment. I'm too old. I'm too whatever that could be. Too young, too inexperienced, don't know enough people, not a broad enough sphere of influence. Myriad of excuses as to why you aren't where you want to be. And when we can sit quietly and say, what can I learn here? This is where the clearing opens. There are people of every race, religion, sexual orientation, gender, nationality, upbringing in the world. Some don't like others that are different than they are. Some love others who are different than they are. But we come up with excuses because we don't really want to go inside and work on ourselves. It's not an issue of being different that divides us and makes us not a needle mover or a must have. It's an issue of love versus hate. People who love and can love themselves in spite of not being where they are at the moment aren't resentful. They're not blamers or threatened by difference. They like themselves as much as anyone else. You know it when you pass them, they smile. Haters, blamers, frustrated people are as much unhappy with themselves as anyone else. And sometimes we play in that space. You see it on the street. You see it in the corporate setting. If you have an edge, it shows. And that repels people. So if you've tried so hard and you're not getting noticed, now you're getting a little bit frustrated and it might be showing. The truth is, though, If you've done a lot of introspective work and you have a mindful life, you have mindful daily practices, you've met with leaders, and there just isn't a way that you can work yourself out of whatever stereotype that you've been labeled as, it might be time to look for another role within another organization and start that company watch list. 
So as I had mentioned earlier, what that looks like is just companies, not that have open positions, but companies that you want to work for, and then network within your sphere of influence to get to know more about that company. It may not be the same industry that you're in right now because you have transferable skills that can move to another industry. Those transferable skills fall in one of three areas, either communication, Number two, organization of information. And number three, more technical skills that are transferable. But the organization of information and communication skills are extremely transferable. So if you've worked in communications in one industry, you can definitely move to another industry. If you've worked as a manager in one industry, you can definitely manage in another industry. That is a very transferable skill. But the confidence that you need in order to pull off making a move like this comes from looking at yourself and identifying the measurable key accomplishments that you've achieved throughout your career, not just the position that you're in right now. It involves gathering letters of testament from people with whom you've worked that can speak to your strengths and what they've noticed in working with you. And you can help them write that letter by giving them a list of those measurable key accomplishments and asking for it within two weeks of when you request it. And you can quietly start your search. Again, it's not necessary to move to another organization to be valued, but if you've done all of the things that we've already discussed here and things aren't changing, then you might consider making a move. I never recommend finding another job to leverage it against the place where you are. When you resign to take another job, you better be 100% certain that you want to do that job. 100% certain. I've resigned from several positions where, where I had previously been countered with a better offer so that I would stay. And in one instance, I did that. And in other instances, I did not. Um, the one time that I did stay, I felt obligated because I had built a board of directors. We were in the middle of something big and I didn't think it would matter to them if I left and they it did. And I felt a moral obligation, so I stayed. But I've never found another job because I was leveraging it against the job that I have. And my reputation precedes me. I'm very cognizant of my character and what I bring to the table, and I'm very good to my word, and I want to be known that way, and I pride myself on that. People know that they can trust me. So you want to know what your, not only skills are, but what are your character strengths? Are you a get-it-done person? Are you someone that is trustworthy? Are you an innovator? I will tell you from everything that I read, see, and the people that I talk to, one of the most important things that you want to keep in mind, as well as having very sound character, is be somebody that gets stuff done. And know what that, quote, stuff is. Measure it. Make sure you have a list of the things that you've accomplished. And yep, that takes time to figure. Yep, it does. But you have to do it if you want to move into a greater leadership role. You also... Do that figuring so that you can supplant in your own mind 
your value that you're bringing so you're not sheepishly looking to be recognized or looking to be a needle mover. You are a needle mover and people see it by what you get accomplished. Maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that really isn't you so you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. I used to think I needed to read one more book or get another certification or just work harder, get another degree, work longer hours, be more competent. What I realized later is that all I needed to do was take an eraser to all of the assumptions, disappointments, expectations, and resentments I'd been carrying around that kept me trapped in victimhood. Most of you know that I came from a very difficult marriage through a very difficult divorce that landed my four children and me in going from the country club life to public assistance, homelessness, welfare, food stamps, and medical assistance. So I really had to take an inner inventory of what I was doing, what I was going to do in the future, and the kind of life I wanted to build for my children. So when I say take an eraser to all of the letdown, easily said, right? How did I do that? I had to search inside myself for all the feelings I had been avoiding, all the hurt, the rejection that I had been turning away from. I had been fooling myself that I was okay by covering over those feelings I was running away from with frustration and vigor, working more hours, just be more dogmatic about my work. Taking a hard look at myself was a little scary at first. I wanted to turn away, but I leaned on my faith and my intention to live freely and untethered, and I kept going. I knew what kind of company I wanted to work for, I had company watch lists. I wanted organizations that gave me creative freedom that didn't have too much hierarchy or bureaucracy because I'm a creative and innovative leader. I didn't want to be handheld or hamstringed. I needed to grieve some things I had covered over with blame and overworking. Of course, I wanted to blame my ex-husband for where I was. Granted, many of the things that he did were irresponsible. But now I had to take responsibility for what I was going to do moving forward and carrying all that negativity wasn't serving me. Yes, I had lots of coverings of frustration and blame, overworking, lack of nurturing in childhood, a failed marriage, having a child with a disability, lots of excuses. I had to sit with the feeling of sad, sad, because I was working so hard to hold it all together and make it look like everything was fine, I can do this, that I had neglected myself. I had disallowed myself from feeling sad for a long time. And as I sat with, you know what, I am sad. I'm not just disappointed and frustrated and angry because those are coverings. I'm sad. And slowly, those false coverings, the ones that kept me trapped in victimhood, faded away and I rediscovered myself, the fun, childlike innocence within myself. 
I had already made it to the CEO level, but in this new space, I finally felt satisfied there. I had stopped proving myself and what a relief that was. And in that space is where I found love and remarried the man of my dreams. Nobody benefits from you playing small, especially you. Here's a quote from Ted Lasso. You know what the happiest animal on the earth is? A goldfish. It's got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish. Nobody benefits when you're not. Not you, not your family, not your team or colleagues as you're dragging around all that head trash. We play small because if we fail, we're going to fail small and no one will notice, right? We play small because we feel afraid of judgment. We play small because that way nobody will find out that we might be inept. Nonsense, that's a fiction tale. Underlying all of these assumptions is a general flawed belief that we're not good enough. That tale is fiction. You are smart. You are educated, accomplished, resilient, resourceful, and a whole lot more. When you are constantly measuring up with an identity of being enough, good enough, there's an implied possibility of less than. When you identify with a situation that happened to you, you lose sight of the truth. That situation that happened to you is a situation. It is not you. You are not a situation. You are not a layoff. You are not a divorce. You are not a transition. You are you. You are you. And situations occur. They occur. Identify with the loving person you are by first sharing appreciation for yourself. I have many clients that are approaching a transition. It may be a parent is aging. It may be moving uh, into retirement. It may be a divorce. And they've identified themselves with a role, and that role is a title. Wife, caregiver, CEO, VP, leader. It never serves us to identify with a role or a situation because inside ourselves, underneath all of the coverings of roles and titles and responsibilities, there's a person, a whole person in there without any of the coverings of any of the other things that go on in our lives. Someone who's kind and gentle might be an artist in there, might be somebody really compassionate who loves to help others. There might be somebody creative in there. There might be somebody very strategic in there that uses that skill to help others. That person inside there is who you are at your core. When you remember the important connections, those important people who care about you in your life, Your identity is more about you, not what you do, but you. Not how one person feels about you, or what one person said to you, or what one organization did with you. When you invest energy in learning to control your thoughts, 
Your identity is about you not being victimized by circumstances, by situations, by outside influence. You've got this. So in closing, before you leave that organization because you think change is going to make you feel better, allow yourself to sit in the quiet of an afternoon. Feel the sun on your face. Ask yourself the question, Am I being me at my core? Or am I finding excuses and coverings and hiding behind things that keep me from facing something that once I face it, I can release it and move on? Because I submit to you, about half of the people that I work with that come to me looking for a new role find a way to show up differently in the one they have and are happy they didn't make the change. So I'm wishing you the freedom of an open-ended, untethered career today. There are lots of resources, free resources on my website at maryleegannon.com. Go ahead over there, take any of them. Just spend some time getting to know yourself again because you are awesome. You deserve the world and you are worth it. Hey, I want to share something with you that I'm doing now because my clients have requested it. It's called Epic Coaching. I have many clients that are either in retirement or in their 50s and 60s and approaching retirement, and they're not sure what that will look like for them. They're not sure of their finances. They're not sure what their day will look like. They're not sure if the best years of their life are behind them. They're not sure if their children will want to see them. They're not sure if they're going to travel, where they're going to travel, or if they'll ever regret quitting the job in the first place because that's where they had great fulfillment. So in Epic Coaching, it's a three-step process. First is reorienting yourself to who you are, not what you do. We unravel and discover all of the things that you used to love to do that you haven't had time to do. We find those again. And then number two, I show you how to de-identify with the role that you've previously had. The one where you were successful and people listened to you and you were able to control a lot of things and you made great progress for the company that you worked for. But now it's time to focus on you, making yourself happy with things that work for you outside of that role. So second phase is de-identifying with the role and the title. And the third is your ideal day. What will that actually look like? We will have that so finite that you will have no question of how you're going to have fun in this new epic phase of your life. So go on over to my website, maryleegannon.com, click on Epic Coaching. All of the details are there. It's six one-on-one sessions with me, unlimited email access to me, training specific for this program, a planner, all kinds of things that are going to set you up for excitement. I look forward to seeing you over there. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. 